Welcome back. It's Locked On Chiefs. More of the aftermath of the Chiefs 2022 season. We're going to get into today taking stock. What the rookie class did for this team, what they're going to do in the future. Then who are some of the departures that we may see this offseason? And quite frankly, what are the team needs for this team to try to make another run at the coming season? Yes, we have turned the page. Welcome to Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Really can't turn the page quick enough, can we? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for making Locked On Chiefs your first listen. We do really appreciate that. And if you are looking for a draft show to go listen to, go check out Locked On NFL Draft. Uh, my co-host here is the host of Locked On NFL Draft, and he kind of knows what he's talking about. Eh, some he anyway. He can't spell, but that's about, you know. No, no. That's why Eric Crocker takes care of it. That is my co-host over there for your second listen. Always a good option. Um, and as we speak, we're recording this a little bit early. I am on my way to the senior bowl to check out this class of seniors coming to the draft. So there is a lot to get to. We'll touch on some of the newcomers and what the needs are here coming up later. But as we take stock, I think the big takeaway off of this big game Yes, there were shortcomings. Obviously, they end in a loss. There's frustration. There's disappointment. But I think probably the brightest spot for me is just how much contribution you got from the rookie class and continual. You, no one hit the rookie wall. No one dropped out. Like We saw Trey Creed and Bolton in particular play in that game, play well in that game, those three particular guys. Um, I, I think lost in all the disappointment here is just how good this rookie class has been for this team it's been fantastic and bolton had a chance late in the game to come up with a huge turnover uh dropped it as he was going to the grounds uh, i'm not saying i blame him for it it was it was a really tough catch especially for a linebacker uh you know you would think that a guy uh that is going to be playing as a d-back would have a better opportunity on something like that kind of like what sneed did earlier on uh but bolton played fantastic for this team and i think he's going to really grow into his role uh, going forward. So I'm excited about that. Uh, you start looking at the rookies. What more can you say about Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith? They played fantastic. Uh, Trey actually got hurt going into mm -hmm. the end of the first half in the game. And he came back out and played as far as I know, as far as I saw every single snap in the second half. So, um, you know, kudos to him. And, and I'm glad they have him and, and I'm glad they have Creed Humphrey, obviously, but Trey Smith, to be fair, is probably one of the toughest guys on the offensive line, and he is definitely an attitude setter. Uh, so it's yeah. good to have him uh, and to see where what he's going to be doing going forward. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I completely agree with you on the, on the attitude setter as well. He's got the nasty there. Um, I even tweeted one of them out that people wanted to complain were a blindside. I actually looked at the rule again. It is not was not a blindside. It might have been a crackback, so I can't tell if that was just – the refing that day, but it shows the tenacity. And that's one thing that this team has been lacking. So for not just Cree Humphrey to play at, at his pro bowl level, um, I know he got a bunch of all pro votes. I think that will continue in the future, but to have Trey next to him. Now they have another year, another off season to get through this. This is only going to get stronger. The question is going to be is who's going to line up on the right side of them. Is Lucas Nan going to recover uh, to the point that he can contribute because this class looks like, cornerstones bolton him um creed himself noah gray played more snaps than i think 
maybe not as much as we thought last OTAs, but certainly more than we thought once the season started. So I do think that he's going to have a role going forward that's going to be pretty significant as well. There's a lot there, and I think if the Chiefs front office, even despite the departure of Ryan Poles, can pull something off like that where you get that, even, even two-thirds of that. If you get two guys that contribute like that next season as rookies, they're in really good shape going forward. They are, and I am curious as to where they're going to replenish this year because last year they attacked the offensive line and obviously they did a fantastic job. Uh, replacing five starters on the offensive line is ne- next to impossible, and they did it, and they did it well. Uh, there's going to be questions as to who's going to be the right tackle. I believe, as we're sitting here right now, you would have to imagine that Orlando Brown is going to be franchise tagged, uh, but that's a mm-hmm. story for – that's another discussion for another day. Um but there's also questions on that because you saw late in the season how his style really kind of hampered the team at times. And uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what they decide to do there. But with trading away the picks to get him, I can't imagine he's not here. Yeah, I, I agree. Whether it's a long term or that franchise tag, I think that's about balancing the cap. We're going to talk about that in a couple of minutes. But I think – that project of redoing the offensive line, you can you can cross that off for the most part. Again, a little bit of, of injury question with Lucas Niang, and if they feel that they need to draft or free agent, like bolster that. But that is a significant one. They're going to have some offseason projects that maybe aren't as drastic in a complete rebuild or, or involve as many players, but they do have things to get done. We're going to get to some of those here coming up after we talk about some departures. Bet online is the place you need to be able to check out. There might be less football play, being played right now, but Bet Online has way more stuff to bet on the playoff. Player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. Bet Online is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And with the new year comes a new updated desktop and mobile website. To sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, just use your promo code locked on to get started. It's not just football, Bet Online's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. Now, I don't think, departure-wise, that we have to talk about the offensive line because while you may lose somebody that whose contract is expiring, I can't remember who that is off the top of my head. Nobody that has played significant snaps is going to be here. I, I think Kyle Long was a, a one-year. Obviously, the Ron Duvernay Tardif has moved out the Chiefs' books. So you can you can see the building blocks already in place. That doesn't mean there, there aren't some others, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. You're going to see this defense evolve. And some of it is going to be just per performance. Some of it is going to be about cost as well, right? Absolutely. And really quick before we jump into departures, since we're going to be talking about it, Kansas City has 14 million in cap space for 2022. That sounds like a pretty decent amount. Here's the problem. They have only 39 players under contract for 2022. Going to probably need 65 to get through the season, I would imagine. So going to have to make some moves um, and player departures are going to be part of it. uh, And really, It's probably going to come down to money on a lot of them. Uh, That's just the reality of the NFL. There's a lot of realities. And we've already seen one departure. Um, For those of you that were counting on our net to make this roster, I think I told you at the time, 53 wasn't in his future. Nothing in Kansas City is in his future. He is already gone. 
that is the least of their worries right now because they have a couple of veterans right now that are eating into that cap. We'll talk about it in a minute that have long been discussed about this is the breaking point. This is where you might see them roll over where whatever dead money is not as important as the cap space that you'll recover from that. The big ones are Frank Clark, Anthony Hitchens, and what we had hoped would be a re-signed Tyron Matthew that for some reason post-game pressers made me feel in particular like that may be farther from the reality than we thought. Yeah, I I wonder whether or not he'll be back. Uh, I, I just – it's really hard to know what Kansas City is going to be doing, uh, and it depends on what Ty- Tyron wants, honestly. If he wants to be the highest-paid safety, he's not going to be here. Uh, that's the reality of the cap, and that's the reality of the situation. You can't have the highest-paid QB in the NFL and have the highest-paid safety in the NFL. I mean, you, you wish you could, but uh, that's just not probably reality. So uh, the bigger question is, is or what are they going to do there? You know, Frank Clark, if they cut him, it's probably going to be a post-June 1 designation, would free up almost $20 million on his cut alone. Uh, Anthony Hitchens saves them almost another eight and a half. Uh, so there's a couple of ways that they can come up with a lot of cap space uh, really quickly and uh, make some moves and, and kind of do things, but uh, going to have to make some changes. That's a, that's a lot of change. Now, that's not to say as well that Jaron Reed was on a one-year. Melvin Ingram was on a one-year. <clears throat> you're talking, yep, you if, if, you can't, if you can't figure that out, you're talking about returning one starter from that defensive line just didn't produce enough pressure on Joe Burrow within the last 48 hours. That is a significant problem. I think that is, as we move forward, going to become more of a focus on this offseason. It absolutely has to. And I think that if you look at a position that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to have to attack in this offseason and in the draft, it's going to have to be defensive end. Uh, They have to get cheaper at that position. They have to have better players at that position. Yes, you could probably bring Melvin Ingram back for a decent contract, uh, as long as he's willing to pay for, play for that. But you have to be able to go find guys and draft them. And maybe that means, you know, drafting a guy in the first round and in the fourth round and, and trying to see if you can get lucky uh, hitting in the fourth round on a defensive end. Uh, but Kansas City is going to have to get cheaper at that position because they're going to have a lot of other players that they either have to decide if they're going to keep them or they're going to cut them. Or I guess yeah. just not bring them back because there's so many that already are not supposed to be here. Yeah, I mean, Traverius Ward's contract is up, right? Saw him actually yep. improve this season quite dramatically, in my opinion. And he he spiked at the end. I know he had a, a rough game against uh, Chase the first time. I think we have done a pretty good job of illustrating to everyone what the scheme is versus what the player is in defending that particular player. You saw Ward, I think, play a lot better the second time in the AFC Championship game. I don't know that it's enough to, to earn him interest to come back, but I also don't know what the market's going to be for him. He's one that I'm very interested to see what kind of initial inquiries there are about. Yeah, I have a hard time believing Ward's going to be back in Kansas City next year. I would like to see him back in Kansas City. I think he improved enough. Uh, but you have to question whether or not uh, it's a contract year thing. Um, he hasn't played – he's played well, I think, for the most part. Yeah, he's had bad games, but he's played well for the most part for Kansas City. But I do think that you know you look at him being on a contract year and his play spiking, uh, you know you have to question whether or not that's going to continue for him to rise. And that's the type of guy that you have to sign. Is you cannot sign a guy based on how he plays in his contract year. And 
I love Justin Houston when he was here, but that's what got him the huge contracts, and it didn't work out for Kansas City because he never returned to it. And I know they're completely yeah. different players, but you have to look at that, and especially with a QB that's making as much as Patrick is. And yeah, Patrick can free up some money with you know doing a, a roster bonus type thing, and I would mm-hmm. imagine they'll do that. But that's only going to be making the problem worse in the future years, and he's already going to be close to forty or fifty million next year. So, do you want to keep compounding that issue? It's it's going to be part of the process, right? Because when you convert, you do rack up something that that holds over. Correct? I'm not sure exactly what that number is. Yeah, it depends. Generally, bonuses are spread over five years. Uh, so for 2022. Looks like Patrick has a 27 and a half, well, just short of 27 and a half of a roster bonus. So you could split that and it would you know, carry over the next five seasons, including a fifth of it in this season. So you could cut his number to like five million on that roster bonus. But again, you do that. You're just carrying stuff forward uh, to future years. And, you know, yeah, you can afford to do it. But right now he's already got a cap number of 46 million almost 47 million in 2023 before you look at doing that um so it's going to be something that you're gonna have to watch it gets hairy fast Mm -hmm. making that cap room will certainly help Uh, we'll see what happens with with orlando and i think the tyreek hill contract situation is going to come into play as well and so it, it all goes back to what can you do on the defensive side because clearly you need the help i think what this championship game has shown us is that you do need more dynamic pass rush. It's not enough to be the classic power edge in today's game. And the quickness the ball comes out with, the volume of the passing downs, you have to be somebody that's also in better shape. You know, the classic bigger power ends don't quite have that stamina classically. And that doesn't mean that you couldn't find somebody that does. But I think that that's going to become a higher priority. And we all know, the corner was something that they needed to work on before the ward situation. So that's clearly going to be another high priority. Then yeah. the nice thing is they have Baker as well. So right. That could play into it. That's true. Um, I don't think Hughes has any more time left on, on his contract, but I could be wrong. No, I don't think uh, he does. I think people are going to want to upgrade from there anyway. Um, I think the staff will more importantly, or, or the front office. And so it comes down to all of that in that they're going to have to replace Hitchens is likely a casualty as well. And you have to get somebody. You you can't move anybody else. There's nobody else on the depth chart you can move up and be successful with. We've seen that. So this has to be an acquisition, and that's going to be a key. And they are parts that fit into the whole of that defense, whatever form it takes. And if you need parts, the best place for you to go is rockauto.com because you can save time and money by using them. Up to 100% off the same parts that you can get in a chain store, except you don't have to wait on them. You don't have to hope that they have them in stock. You just go there. It's a family business. You can rely on them. It's They've been serving people for 20 years, and they take care of everything themselves. They re- offer reliably low prices for every customer, no matter whether you're a mechanic or a home do-it-yourselfer or not. So go explore their website today. Find the solution that fits your needs for your parts. That's rockauto.com right now. And see all the parts that are available for you. Just build a cart, put them all in there, right? Locked on in. How did you hear about us so that they know that we sent you? We appreciate that. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car is ever going to need. Rockauto.com. Okay. Acquiring talent is a challenge. What we're going to see in the next few weeks is the preparation for free agency, both coming and going. 
and I'm trying not to overreact to this uh, AFC Championship game. But until this game, I felt like they would be minor players like we've seen them in the past. Do you think anything has changed, or do you think that there's something pressing enough that they have to go out and get active in, in free agency off the bat? I still think, and I said this yesterday on the show after the game, I still think they need to go out and get a third weapon. Um, I understand you don't agree, and I understand that Michael Harbin had flashes at times, but that is not enough in the NFL. And if they want to consistently be able to beat teams, they need another weapon of some sort. McColl has his role and he has his ability to do things. Um, you know, Byron Pringle, I think, played well. I think he could be a great number three or number four wide receiver, but they needed a legitimate number two. Um, you know, we've seen people talk about uh, Juju wanting to come back to Kansas City on, you know, whatever deal they could offer him. So we'll see if they decide to go that direction because they tried to do it this past year and he went back to Pittsburgh. Um, I just think that they need another weapon there. And yeah, you're going to get guys back. Uh, I think Noah Gray will have a much better year in 2023. I think that he's trying to learn, you know, really the Travis Kelsey role and Travis Kelsey, what makes him so good is he finds weaknesses in zones. And that is something that is very high level and it's not going to be something that you're going to have a rookie do very well. Uh, so we'll see if that ends up being the case. They'll get Jody Fortson back as well. So I think that's going to help. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the question is, is, is what do you do, you know, at other positions? Uh, wide receiver, I think, is one of them they need to look at. Uh, you know, I would like to see McKinnon get, get brought back. But did he price himself out with the playoffs he had? I doubt it. I personally think he can be part of that backfield. and That's one position that I think you have talent there. I think that the – Draft pick for Clyde Edwards Lair means you're not drafting another guy in the top 100. Maybe if, if they found something they like, they do have a number of late round draft picks that they could look at. Um, but I think the easiest thing is to try to go back to McKinnon. I think they're comfortable with that. I think he showed a lot here at the end of the season. His question has always been durability, so he can't be relied upon to be the bell cow. But that's why you have Clyde and Daryl. Um, but what gone. happens after that? Well, he's he's able to be gone. We'll yeah, see what right. happens. He's a free agent, so we'll see. Correct. I don't know that he's going to get a contract he really wants to go anywhere for that's drastically better than what he'd get here to come back and try to to, to run it back again. We will see. No, I agree with that. There's always that possibility. Right. I agree with that. I don't think he's going to get the opportunity to be a starter somewhere, which is, I think, what he would be chasing if he went somewhere else. Absolutely. So. And let me clarify yesterday. It's not that I think McCall Hardman is a number two. I just didn't want to underplay what he has done down the stretch the last few games because it has been a step up, in my opinion. No, it absolutely has. And I'm not trying to throw him under the bus. I'm just saying I don't think he is um, – what's the right word? Uh, consistent enough. There you go. I don't Fair think enough. he's consistent enough on this offense to be able to take coverages away. And that's what – everybody hated what they paid Sammy Watkins, and I get it. But Sammy Watkins affected this offense because he was – he pulled coverage from Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. You need a guy that's going to do that. And if you do it in the draft, maybe, you know, you go get a guy, uh, maybe Jamison Williams. Uh, I know maybe he wouldn't play a lot in 2023, but that's a talent that wouldn't normally be there most years, but because of the injury, he could be. That's absolutely true. And I think picking where they're going to be, and we don't know 100% yet as of recording this, folks, it'll be 29 or 30 is what it'll be you're going to have that opportunity because I think that is exactly the range that he will fall into. 
you'll also have some pass rusher. You'll have some corner. Like there's going to be value there. And I think in the first three rounds, the Chiefs have to look, especially when we find out where um, and and confirm that the Chiefs will be getting a compensatory third round pick that will be in the top 100 for the Ryan Poles uh, hiring in Chicago. So now you're talking about you have four top 100 picks. Yep. That is something you can do with. And I think you have to look at the combination of the positions we've talked about of defensive end, wide receiver, and quarterback. They have well, to be in there. And I just want to say this really quick on Williams. I know a lot of people could hate it because he may not provide much in 2023. But if you're looking at wide receiver, generally speaking, in Reed's offenses, most rookie wide receivers aren't going to make a huge impact in their first year. Tyree Kill did because he's a special talent. I'm not saying Jamison Williams can't be. Uh, but I do think that him learning in this offense and being able to help in November and December could be a huge boost, and he'd be ready to go for 2024. Yeah. And it's the type of talent that you normally wouldn't get a chance to get because you're not going to be drafting that high. And that's all if you you go to the the idea of the old-school recovery. These days, guys can recover from ACLs pretty quickly. It's true, too. And they're saying initially that it was clean and that he should be able to participate in the first half of the season. That doesn't mean week one or training camp, and that's fine. But I, I don't think it's as uh, big a negative as it has been in years past. Yeah, and it's not an Achilles, although, you know, you still have Cam Akers coming back after, what, seven months from that? So, yeah, uh, yeah. just it, re- recovery is a lot different now. And I think it's where I'm going with that is you try to get talent that is going to be above and beyond what you normally could. And that is why they got Trey Smith where they did is because he fell because of medical issues. That could be another huge boon for Kansas City's rookies in 2022. Yeah, let's let's look forward to that, folks. There is stuff to look forward to, including this show, because we are here five days a week all year long. We might take a day or two off, you know, for like Christmas or something. But it's it's tough to move on, but we are doing that and we will start shifting. Next time you see me, I will be in Alabama. Uh, at the Senior Bowl, getting ready to look for picks for not only this team, but the rest of the league. So please, we would appreciate if you checked out not only Locked On Bets, that's how you can get in on the Super Bowl action, but Locked On Draft as well. Um, And I think over the next few days, we'll probably refine a little bit more about just how important the other positions other than these big three are, right, Chris? Yeah, and I think the the other key is, is, you know, who is going to be back, who's going to, you know, what are they going to do in free agency? Because they're going to have some some money to spend. Where are they going to spend it? Uh, are they going to be able to find guys that want to come here to play with Patrick? And I do think that that's a possibility as well. I think that's part of the reason that a guy like uh, Juju Schuster wants to be here. Yeah, I, I agree. Let's see if that starts to uh, gain some momentum here in the early part of February. Things do get going at a pretty good clip. Um, the tampering season is open, folks. So we'll see what happens from that. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, like I said, we'll be with you all the time, so don't let this be the end of your time with us on Locked on Chiefs. We'll definitely continue right through the offseason. We hope that you're here for the ride because what happens next is what fuels next February and what the Chiefs will be doing. So thank you for spending your time with us. If you would like, sub and hit the bell on YouTube. You'll find us there as well. And uh, your comments are always welcome, as well as your iTunes reviews. We appreciate that. We're free on every platform. We appreciate you spending your time with us today, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.